you were talking about. Oh, good God. Um, did you, balls for that. Do, do not adjust your, uh, AirPods for that. Um, you were just talking about the, the Rogan, uh, podcast with, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino. Yeah. Is he, does he have a girlfriend? Is he married or something? It always gives me now. hope when he has a when he has a girlfriend. He's married now. He, oh well, shit! There's hope for all of us. He was talking about an episode about when he lost weight and thought it would be a good opportunity to to do more roles, do more acting roles. <laughs> no, I thought you meant like with, buttered roles. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sophia Coppola was his girlfriend at the time. Damn. She was, and she told him. No, you need to take care of me. That's what he said. He's like, uh, so you passed on your dreams for some vagina. And don't we all as men, as well as, sorry, don't we all as heterosexual men pass on our dreams for vagina? Or don't we all as, as, as people in relationships, men, women, men, men, women, women, non-binary, don't we all? You're, you're, uh, you're not to be a buzzkill, you're, Microphone was doing that weird thing again. Maybe you got to be up on it. Oh, come on. It was. It was acting up, bro. Shit. Sorry. Bro. Sorry, dude. Is this something that we got to go through all the time? Well, no, no. you know what? Learning from... I'll just stay in this position the whole hour. <laughs> so that you guys can hear me properly. So... That's good. I was... I'll, I'm going to segue. I was listening to a couple of our episodes mm-hmm. and the reason why I decided to listen to a couple of our episodes was because I was listening to a psychiatry podcast, psychiatry and psychology podcast. And mm-hmm. at the end, they would, one of the psychiatrists was talking about that Well, he made a point of, for instance, actors that try to run away from their sort of anxieties or their so sort of uh, social anxieties. And so what they do to overcome that is to become an actor so that they can become the thing that they are more uncomfortable with. Oh, wow. And I thought that was, that was interesting. Cause it was, I, I, I thought it was a, a great tool to try to balance out the things in life that you wish that you could change. And so you go into the world and put yourself in front of difficulties in order to change that. Yeah. But what I was um, getting into was the the idea of um what was i talking about earlier hold on um help me out here this is a good thing before we got i wanted to do this well no no no. while while we were on here there was there was something that i was leading to and we're talking um, about actors and psychiatry podcasts well actors and psychiatry meaning that like facing things but i said something i was talking about something before that that led into me talking about oh okay i remember 
Sorry about that, guys. It happens. I was listening yes. to our podcast and yes. I was thinking about, well, why do sometimes people have a problem with with listening, with actually going back and listening to themselves and hearing what they say so that they can have a better understanding of what they're saying? Some people just talk shit. Other people are really about their shit. And I would I wanted to know whether or not I agreed with some of the shit that I was saying. And sometimes when we do our podcast, I might be under the influence. I might be drinking and smoking or both. And in that, I always wonder whether or not I sound stupid to myself, not not, not based on anybody else. Whether whether or not I sound stupid to myself when I when I talk when we have our podcast because what we talked about earlier was when I when I do my my weeks of sobriety or I do my by my weeks under the influence I want to know whether or not I still come off in a sense of sort of um, awareness and consciousness to the subject matters that mm. we talk about and whether or not I, I make sense because if other people happen to listen to this, it'd be nice for them to understand <laughs> what I'm saying or what we're saying other mm -hmm. than just you and I. Because as much as we do it for ourselves, we also understand that we're putting this into the ethernet. We're putting this out into the world so that it's possible that people might listen. And if they do, hopefully they take something away from it. Right, right. So I listened, I, I, what I did was I decided to sort of randomize my shit. And I was like, all right, I know I could listen to our last episode with Wax, but I don't want to do that yet. So I here's what I did. I went to Spotify and I went like this. I just kind of yeah, took my finger scroll. and just random scroll and then I, boom. Mm -hmm. So I went to wisdom but okay and that yeah. was that was the episode where we were talking about um information and wisdom we talked about neil degrasse tyson and oh, yeah. and i found something that was interesting that i could criticize about myself Ooh. and i thought yeah. that was dope because i was like at first most people would be embarrassed about that but I was like, no, this is something, how does it, at first when I heard it, like, all right, how does that make you feel? And I was like, that's uncomfortable because what Simon was saying was exactly what I kept on reiterating, but I refused, or at the time I was so into myself, into what I wanted to say that I forgot to be like, yes, you're right. That is consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Because you. And so while we were, so if you guys didn't listen to that episode, the main topic was that life is information. Life has information. Wisdom comes from you taking that information and then you're being um, aware of the information through consciousness. 
this consciousness is acknowledging of information and then actually using the information to sort of reshape a world. I won't say our world, but a world. You start reshaping your world first and then then you can reshape other worlds. It's just having a better understanding of of the inform of of what you observe. Mm-hmm. And you the way that you put it because we 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 started off with information and wisdom. And what you were defining as wisdom is consciousness. Yes. And I was sort of arguing that information and how you use it is wisdom without acknowledging that that is what consciousness is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't mind being a dumbass <laughs> at times because what I ended up yeah. doing was I kept on talking about exactly like everything, everything that I was saying after that was all you had to do was say confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. <laughs> and right, then, yeah. and, um, and so I acknowledge that and it's good because sometimes you need to be critical of yourself when you are passionate about what you're trying to relate to people. And I got that and it was dope. It was a, it was a very rewarding experience. Like, I don't even take it as like shame or anything like that. I don't take it as, as down downing myself. I just acknowledge that, oh, I could learn from that. Yeah. And I thought it was a great experience. It was, well, it was they, fun. I, that's yeah. that's um, one of the interesting things about our podcast being our normal conversations, anyway. And because even just us as friends, and we basically have been having these conversations for over twenty years. Yeah. So, and I know for a fact, I mean, it'd be ignorant to say that. Um, we haven't grown quite a bit because I'm sure our early conversation, although there's weirdly, there's always a through line through all mm-hmm. of them, but also, but, but the angle has changed. It's, it's yeah, almost yeah. like you're, it's like the perspective is, is widening to include more and more, um, things and like widening the view, you know, like the zoom out. And, but that's, that's one thing that, um, people don't get to do or don't take the time to do very often is to zoom out and zoom in because like that that's where we get all of these things like uh you know racism and and whatever any kind of ism you can throw at some people like you know it's all this like zooming in and zooming out and mostly a lot of zooming in to who i am and what i am is important and what I, you know, everything about me is, is important to me. Well, of course it is, but there's a shitload that's important to other people. It's like when, when we talked the other day, I think we were just, when we were just talking last night and I mentioned that I get really, you know, I don't want to say frustrated, but actually I think I get disheartened sometimes that people seem to be very self-centered. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being um, 
you know, uh, focusing on yourself to make changes. But I think I get disheartened by the fact that people really don't look from the inside out either. They, you know, a lot of like self-care kind of stuff. I'm not a big fan of that term anyway. It's like, no, self-care is usually an excuse to do something that you know that you may not normally want to do. And it's like, like self-discipline is a bad thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And self-discipline is a good and a bad thing, but see, that's, that's what the thing, that's the thing is, the thing is, is that people see everything as one way or the other, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, this is all good. Self-care is all good. And judging or criticizing yourself is all bad. No, it's not. Neither of those are true. You know, um, and I think that they're mutually important. And uh, it, I guess what it does to me or for me, or no, more to the point to me, uh, is like when I think about you know, it's, it's, it's like when, when people say, I don't want to be the first person to reach out. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't you be like, if you know someone and you know them, like, I think because of what's going on in my family, I think about this a lot more. It's like people have a lot more going on than what you think. And sometimes you want to reach, you should reach out to people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm saying, by the way, we're all guilty of it um, on both sides, where it's like, you know, I've been in places where, you know, I just thought, damn, it'd be cool if somebody reached out to me. I haven't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, I think we all think, like, does this person even think about me to consider to, like, hey, what's up? What's going on? And, you know, and things like that. Um, that's so interesting yep. because I I just had this conversation with um, one of my friends who used to be a client and now she's she's a friend to me and we just talked about that and we talked about our podcast too but she mentioned a, a friend that hadn't reached out to her and then she's moving and she posted that she's moving and then that friend reached out to her right before she moved and said, Oh, I wish it was such as I wish I had known and everything. Uh, and, and I, and I, but here's, I, I put yeah. it on two realms. I put it on the realm of she felt some type of way because her friend didn't reach out. Yep. And she had been reaching out to that friend and that friend hadn't hit, hit her back. And then finally that friend hits her back. And then she felt some, she felt a way about that. And so what I said was, because I thought about this, about what we talk about, and I thought about this about myself. And I told her, your expectations of what you want when you want it mm-hmm. is what leads you to suffering. Expectation, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's a want. Because now you overrode the fact that that friend reached out. Yes, it may have taken you leaving 
for that friend to reach out. That friend wrote that 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 friend reached out. As we say in the hip hop community, give people their flowers before they can't even acknowledge that they got flowers and shit. So yep. she gave you her flowers while you were still alive, but you wanted the flowers now instead of accepting the fact that, well, at least I got some flowers. Yeah. Because you wanted that person to reach out to you when you wanted that person to reach out to you. Yeah, yeah. That, that's heavy. Yeah, and well, what I, what I brought up, you know, last night, I think to you mm-hmm. was, and now we're really getting into the psychology on here. This is when we need your therapist friend in here. Um, oh, she's, I'm, I'm putting that one. So this, this is very psychological. And the reason things like that bother me, and, but I, I, I am conscious enough to know that it's not another person. I know it's me because we always talk about things that resonate with things. And to me, it resonates with my upbringing where there were several times where I like disappeared from my house. Like I snuck out and nobody came looking for me, you know? And then you go, what do you think as a kid? A lot of times you do that because you go, who's going to come and get me? And they, a lot of times they didn't. You're like, well, fuck, well. Do they even give a shit? Do they know I'm gone? You know, and then it's, that's, when you're a kid, it's very hurtful. That's so, point, you know, and, and if you, if you don't acknowledge that, you know, to yourself, it's something which, which I, I have more in my adulthood because it does get weird when you're an adult and you think on that level. But, you know, when it's embedded in you, where you can be like, oh, well, I can just disappear of the face of the earth and nobody hits me up, then you do what kind of naturally feel like shit. That doesn't mean that it's, it's no one's fault. It's mm-hmm. no one's fault, but it's natural to feel that way. If yeah. that's what you experience, but you have to, and maybe it's helping somebody that's been there before, but you know, what we talked about over the past several months is not only digging up the dirt, but eating the dirt. Yeah. Dig up the dirt and eat the dirt. Like, and when, once again, just to yeah, re, re, restate what I said a week ago, whatever, what I mean by eating the dirt is digest it, process it. Don't mm-hmm. just look at it and go, oh, when I was a kid, or when I was a kid, I could disappear. Nobody came looking for me. I felt like they didn't give a shit. I was mm-hmm. made to feel like they didn't give a shit. But you eat that, and meaning, well, maybe there was a reason for that like you know but it wasn't me it wasn't me i i didn't do anything wrong and you know um just things like that you you have to eat those experiences and digest them and take them apart that's what i mean by digesting it it's like breaking it down like your gut does break down those any of those things whatever happened to you when you were a kid or even in your young adulthood anything that resonate with you you have to tear them apart and look at the components and go, okay, well, it may have sucked when I was a kid, but na- but you are still that same consciousness that can go, well, 
that's over now. Like you, you know your worth, and you see where that. Like it's like when once again when people get mad when you forgive somebody. Like you have a parent that was abusive, and somebody says, "Well, I forgive them," and they go, "How dare? How could you?" It's like that. That's the only thing they knew. Like how could they? They didn't know any other way. And plus, maybe the change with forgiving them is the way for that person to change. Right. Because they're not, they're not expecting forgiveness. They're expecting every single thing that they do, they're supposed to be shamed and criticized for. But once you have the opportunity to, to like change the circuitry, mm-hmm. then that gives you power to help people change. And I think we as human beings, we're so, we're so ego driven that if, and, and so, um, so impaired and, and, and being impatient and privileged, all of us. And we learn that as a, as a child, because we, we realize that when a parent can't under, when someone can't, I won't even say a parent, think about this, but use parentry in this. If you're a parent for the first time and your baby is crying and crying and crying and you have no fucking idea what to do, you try to feed it, it's still crying. You you try to hold it, it's still crying. You try everything in the realm of your impossibility and that baby keeps on crying. Well, think about how you end up feeling because you have no control over this particular entity. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, oh, yes. yeah. think about exactly how much control that entity has over you. Because you're feeling some type of way because you can't understand them, but they have so much, so much power over you. Because once you find some meaning in them, they use that to their advantage. And at the same time, you use that to your advantage too, if you think about it. Yeah, Finally, I know how to shut this kid the fuck up. Parents say that in their heads. They might not say it in reality, but that's what they say in their heads. Anything that I can do to to shut that kid the fuck up, they will do. And so then you start bribing the child. Here, I'll give you something that represents exactly what I found from you when I first was able to make you shut the fuck up. Now, this sounds so harsh. You make a great parent. But this is exactly what goes through people's heads. And I know, look, I know people will criticize me because I'm not a parent. But we're all parents in some way. When we interact with people and we're trying to influence, then we are parenting that particular um, moment or situation. So in that, if you're trying to convince someone your ideas that they might not agree with at first, that's parenting. Yeah. That's parenting. So, so within that, we have a tendency of being way too impatient and wanting what we want now without understanding the process that it takes in order to develop the the sort of foundation of what we actually 
want and now we can get it anytime we want. Think about it. You can go to Starbucks anytime you want. Yeah. But at some at some point in your life, that didn't even exist. Right. And then once you once you were able to experience that, you wanted to make sure that you would experience it more. That became your comfort zone. And say that Starbucks was closed when you had the feeling for Starbucks. Well, then how would you feel? You wouldn't even at first you wouldn't even accept that that Starbucks is closed. How dare they? <laughs> well, yeah. How dare so, they? I'm just glad it's not, yeah, the, <laughs> not really my style, but yeah, I know what you mean. Well, some well, people we, do we, that. We like, do it in some dare. ways. No, but how we dare all you do, do it in some How ways. dare you do that to me? This is what you were talking about, about like someone reaching out. Well, what we were talking about earlier about someone reaching out, not when you wanted them to reach out, but they're still reaching out. So you get what you what you wanted, but then you don't want to accept it because you have it now instead of when you want it. Right. And that's what I was talking about, about the ego part is like, if I can't get everything, and that's what life is, is the disappointment and the suffering comes from not accepting that there's a possibility that whatever I want, I will, I might eventually get good or bad too, <laughs> too, yeah. good or bad is eventually I might get it if I'm patient enough. And that's the process is if, if I'm patient enough, most likely I'm going to get it. Because it but is yeah. inevitable for all of us. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with um, uh, letting go of control. We talked about that. I want to. I want to. Um, there's no real good segue, but I do at least want to talk about one of these videos, and I, it doesn't matter which one. But okay. I was intrigued by the other one about well, living uh -huh. forever or whatever. Like, if you want to, you saw that. I didn't see it yet, but I saw it pop up. I just didn't watch it yet, but. Well, but we, we had touched on it, though. We touched on it because the premise of it was living forever would be awful, would probably be awful. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. I, I, I talked about we've, we've talked about this before, but I've also talked I talked about this uh, to a client, too. And I was like, think about it. Think about what it means to be. For instance, if anybody's ever seen an interview with a vampire, then, you know, yeah. then you know how how awful that would be. And what I what I got out of this particular video from uh, Pursuit of Wonder was that they what I loved about it was it was a it was a pendulum swing. It went one way and then it went back the other way. It went in in a way where the 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 character decides to create the to create the the prospects of immortality and okay. that person wants their dad to to become immortal and the dad refuses because the dad understands the value of death but the person that wants to become immortal doesn't because they want to extend life and then the dad dies the person extends life, but what ends up happening is that the person that extended life extends life all the way 
to the point where now this artificial intelligence is going to create death because there is no on off there is no on off switch anymore mm. and so the, now there's no more value in life because there's because there's no there's no consequence or limit damn yeah yeah and that's insane we we end up going through life with this idea of being so so fragile and walking on so many eggshells that we refuse to experience like think about it if if you went through something anything that you wish that anything that you feared that if i did this i'd probably die but the thing is you have the opportunity to do it yeah and then if you died aren't you dying happy because and don't you we all want to die happy because <laughs> right. you did it right right so we should be going through life in that idea of experience but we end up doing the the absolute opposite of yo i'm too scared to do and i said this today with a client i was like the reason why i do shit even though it's uncomfortable is because out of fear fear yeah, drives yeah. me anxiety drives me both of you and i to do shit because we know that it might be deadly or we know it might be uncomfortable and we know that the, the consequences that might that we might face the worst consequence that as far as our human perception is that it might be death it might mean death but we do it anyway because if we didn't do it and we die not doing it then we fucking die in regret I don't want to die in regret. I want to die in knowing that at least I tried a whole bunch of shit. Right. It's, except for, well, for some reason I haven't accepted just being a fucking drug junkie because I actually <laughs> like to do physical things. But yeah, I, well, I think, now I, I think start you're going to have your Go ahead. set parameters. Uh, I was going to say, I think you can have your set parameters. Yeah, yeah. Where you go, well, I know what's kind of like you know, conducive to, you know, what might be self-destructive. Yeah, you don't want to go and shit naive and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just say, I'll fucking try anything and then... Yeah, I'm going to do a couple of rails after this. I remember when somebody <laughs> asked me once if I... And they were dead-ass serious because they, like, came up in the 80s, like, in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. um, I won't say their name because some people actually might know who it is. They're not an artist or anything, but they were in entertainment. And they said to me straight up, like it was a regular conversation. We were at a Starbucks, by the way. And he was just talking about the, like his career in the 80s. And he goes, man, he goes, you ever do coke? <laughs> I go, no. He goes, oh, man, you'd love it. No, like, you wouldn't. Yeah, not, not us. Not me, no. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And the the interesting thing is, that these two videos actually kind of work with each other yeah when you talk about you know being immortal and once again it's like it's like money you know wasn't it like bob marley i think said some quote about money when he's like well how much how much money makes you rich right you know what i mean how how much is enough it's never enough there's no end to it so it's a pointless pursuit but when things but See, th this is why I think 
let me not even, let me take the way I would say I think. This is why I am the way I am. Especially with certain people, if I interact with certain people, if I feel a certain way, like I will tell them because if you had death in your family or are familiar with it, you tend to not fuck around as much, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Where you're like, well, maybe it's, it's just, it's a, it's the same as you were talking about physical things. It's the same thing, but mm -hmm. an emotional risk where, you know, you risk telling someone how you feel, you know what I mean? And say, well, I'm going to say that <laughs> exactly, Sorry. but, but you know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. And, but, but that's like that other video, I, what was the title of the other video? Basically it was like um, having purpose in life and yeah. something you'll live and die for. Like, but a lot of people don't have that. They really don't have that. They're, they're kind of wishy-washy on it. And it's like, well, this, and I want to be this and that and that. And it's like, when you meet someone, I think it's like intense people kind of throw people off. But a lot of times that's because they're so focused on what their purpose is. Where they're like, this is what I do, this is how I do it, this is how I go about it whatever and, and it's so it's i think it throws people off when you're so sure about something <clears throat> but also the interesting thing is okay now i'm about to draw a weird parallel there's a parallel between all three of these mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is you were, we were talking about the uh i don't want to say the law of attraction i think that's weird but the more the law of letting go or the ideal of letting go and when We've talked about this before. I'm not getting all glitchy there. Anyway, um, when you let go, you tend to live as if whatever it is you want to happen has already happened. That's where I, I, the acting as if is the same as letting go because now yeah. you're not worried about it. You're not yeah. worried about it because when you worry about it is when it pushes away from you. But when you go, this is already mine. I don't mean in a weird way. And you just walk onto a car lot and drive up with a car. But, you know, it's like, it's like, can you, the only thing I can, I can think of is like when, when I moved to the East coast and I was on a train heading to New York, but I just moved to Philly. And I remember this lady, uh, having a conversation with me on the train. And I said, I had just moved to Philly. And she thought I moved to Philly from New York. I go, no, I'm from the Midwest. She goes, you don't carry yourself like you're from the Midwest. She goes, she couldn't explain it. And then I remember telling that story to my grandmother. And my grandmother was like, she goes, that has always been a weird thing about you. Is that, or, you know, it's interesting. She goes, you never acted or like you you couldn't really tell like where you belonged like in a good mm -hmm. way you know what i mean like because you know we can go back to indiana and hear people talking like how do i not sound like that especially me because i'm you know i grew up there but what, yeah. I, what i what i'm drawing these lines to draw these all together so when you when you practice 
or it's not even a practice. This is the thing with Alan West is like all these things are things you just can't just consciously do. You just do them or you don't. So when you let go of all those things, it sets in motion uh, whatever your purpose is. You believe in that so wholeheartedly that it has no other option but to come to you. And then there's your there's your purpose. And I think, you know, it's like, it's like success if you read anything from like Deepak Chopra and or anyone. Success, whatever you want to call that, personal, uh, financial, whatever you see as success is a process, not, it's not, it's not an ending thing. So it's, once again, it's both of these things happening at the same time. It's like freaking Forrest Gump. It really is. It's both of those things happening at the same time. And it's like, what was it? There was a quote I heard in a, another video there talking about, even along with success, they said, happiness is not a um a destination it's a byproduct of what Mm. you're doing you may enjoy what you're doing but that joy is not the point yeah that's what i that's what i liked about that um video was how they were talking it was about uh who was it victor um oh yeah what's his name uh the man he was in the he was in concentration camps and hey everybody stop yeah, looking yeah, around yeah. i am in the uh, woods oh victor F- uh, frankel oh my god yeah. hang on you know i'm getting that alarm victor frankel keep, keep talking please who yeah like like you said he was in a concentration camp and it was w- one thing that i appreciated or another thing that i appreciated about that video was the idea of explaining that it's not about the experience. It's about your attitude based on yeah. the experience. It's what you choose. To, your attitude is what you your take from the experience. The experience is the experience, but your attitude to the experience will dictate whether or not it was a good or bad experience. Right. And yeah, everybody could have been going through. So he was talking about in the concentration camp. Now, there were some people that actually like gave them bread or um and not saying that oh just because you give somebody bread then now all all the other suffering is 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 okay i could fuck with it no it's the lit it's understanding the little things and how much those little things can play a huge role in how you see life if your foundation is that everybody has it bad and somebody just one person one little entity does something that is the opposite of what you're feeling and that's huge that's big and that should be acknowledged instead we don't even look at our um progressions as something to acknowledge we're like i'm not there yet but if you can't even acknowledge that you are there, then you'll never be there yet. And Damn, which means yeah, that you are true. not cre- you're not creating that person that you want to be. You're not even being that person that you want to be. You're like right. I'm not there yet. Like what what does it mean to be there, other than acknowledging that, that I acknowledge that what I'm not, and then what are the qualities 
that the what you're not is. So, okay, it's grab it because it is tangible, emotionally, physically, whatever, spiritually, it is tangible because you acknowledge it. So put your energy towards it because yeah. what you're doing is you can either push it away by saying I'm not there yet, or you can pull it towards you by saying I already have it. It's now I acknowledge that it's there. So I take it instead. What, what we do in society is that we say that I wish I could be that, but you have that. Once you acknowledge that it's there, you have it. So acknowledge that you have it. And then, then that shit opens up. It blossoms. It shows you that it's there. It shows you that it's always been there. All that shit. Right. That's heavy. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, 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 you know, the whole thing about purpose too is, you know, people, I think, I I mean, I kind of believe, well, not kind of, purpose is something that we create. Yeah. Um, but that's not a bad thing. Like, because if you, I mean, and maybe something becomes your purpose, which is fine because that's really you doing it, whether you believe it or not. When it's like, well, it just kind of became my purpose. It's like, yeah, but there's something in you that made it where you decided, you know, like, are we just acknowledging that? Well, I didn't really see anybody else doing it. So I just decided to do it. And then it people could be acknowledged. People started acknowledging that I that I'm doing it, and then they either supported it or they denied it. But I'm still doing it. Same thing goes for when you look at someone that be like, damn, I can't. I I've never seen someone do that shit. And because you're part of, think about it. You're part of it until you become it. Like you're you you seem like you're on the outside, but then once you acknowledge it, it exists. Then you become it. You that well, is your choice to become it. Well, okay, this, I brought this up before we start recording and I wanted to bring it up again. And now seems the perfect time. I haven't watched this video, but I saw a video and it was a Jordan Peterson video. And just the title alone, I already kind of knew what it would be about. So I haven't watched it, but it made me think of what I did last night. The title of this video was, it says, be your own hero. Or like, be the, be the hero of your story. Mm. But what that made me think of was last night, randomly, like I was kind of up in my head, um, just that happens to me, um, or I allow it to, or it just happens. And I was kind of in my head and I said, how do I snap out of like being in my head? Meaning like we all do this where we could be thinking about something totally different. Like I could be sitting here. It's like a stream of consciousness where after we're done, I could pick up my phone and then my brain immediately goes to someone that hasn't called me back or someone that like any, any, whatever's in my head that I tend to just directly go toward. Usually something with your phone or something that, and maybe even a thing that doesn't even exist. If you know what I mean, like a created thing in my head. And I thought, Okay, I'm gonna try something. And I said, when I, I don't know, it must have been like maybe 15 minutes before I went to bed. And I went to like brush my teeth. And I said, what I'm gonna try to do for the next 
I don't know, 10, 15 minutes until I get into bed is to think about what I'm doing and almost narrate it in my head. What I'm doing, not what I'm thinking about, what I'm doing. So I literally was like, put in toothpaste, I'm <laughs> toothbrush, you know, brush my teeth, rinse in my mouth my out. Shoulders. I'm like, I'm getting it all up. And then <laughs> like, I went to take a piss and I'm like, I'm putting my wiener in my hand. Oh, anyway. Um, let say wiener. Anyway, okay. Can you say wiener on TV? Oh. Um, yes, you can. It was, uh, I think it was on The Simpsons or something. He goes, can you say that on TV? On this channel, you can. And that's what he <laughs> said. So anyway, but I'm, I'm, but I mean like every little detail. Like now I'm flushing the toilet. Now I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to turn the fan on. I'm going to, like, as I was not, like, thinking about premeditatively, but as I was doing it. And then once you do that for about five minutes, you go, holy shit, I didn't think about anything else but what I was doing. That might be a good mental health exercise. And uh, it intrigued me. And I was like, I would like to do that more because I do that all the time. Like before I know it, my brain is already thinking about something else. Like I'll be, I could be getting a can of LaCroix out of the fridge. And then I'm thinking about, someone that said something to me like a couple of days ago and I go, what did that mean when they said, so it's like, mm. what are you doing? It's, it's, it's a really wasted energy. It's really one of those things too, that's got a never ending supply, you know, of, of endless feedback. You know, what is it when you, you know, when all you do is pay attention to thought, you have nothing to think about, but thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's, a uh, never-ending uh well cycle. you made a you made a great point um how much time do we have left uh we got like 13 minutes oh, okay perfect you make a good you said point 51 because, right yeah yeah um you make a good point because you just distinguish between the not doing and then identify what you're doing and i think that pulls people out of anxious feelings is when you actually identify what you're doing, whether I think sometimes when people have anxiety attacks or panic attacks and people tell you, focus on your breathing, that might be good. And that might be bad. Cause if you're focusing on, I'm breathing too fast, then you're going to pull yourself into deeper anxiety. Cause you think that you associate breathing too fast with having a heart attack. But if you, I was thinking about this, all right, if that didn't work, what else would work? I know if you acknowledge how someone else is feeling, I, I acknowledge that you feel uncomfortable and you feel scared. Why don't you describe to me what you're wearing? And I, it, now, even that, we, we automatically associate it with... Oh, oh, what are you wearing? Yeah. Nothing. I, I got I got a t-shirt and no panties on. But for the person that's going through anxiety, they're not sexually aroused at all. And neither should you be if you experience somebody that, that's going through anxiety. 
That'd be like, fucked oh, up. This person, like you're, this person is scared. I like your that. significant that's, others having that that's panic some attack. That's shit right there. Yeah, yeah, you're like, what do you wear? They're like, this is like, time. Like, imagine you, you had an edible and then all of a sudden you fucking just started freaking out. But then your significant other was horny as fuck. You're like, I know this should calm me down right now because i.e. If I'm, if I'm a guy and it's my girl and like, I see you fingering yourself, but I'm gonna die right now. Or she's like, I see your you. hands being eaten by a monster. I see, your I see your dick is hard, but it looks like a snake right now or something. And I don't like snakes right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, probably not a good combination. Not, not at all. Not. But not yeah, I, I, it's, it's something that gets you out of your head and into your consciousness yeah, it's it's, it's it being conscious of because remember we talked about being conscious of, of your consciousness? consciousness and how that 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 can cause anxiety but the when you when you just describe what you're doing i'm looking at my hands i'm looking at my arm and just identifying things that are your reality that takes you away from what you are focused on on as the possibilities of the delusion. Well, that's what the, that's that's actually a commonly known remedy for, or at least part of a remedy for panic attacks. I remember when I yeah. had them a lot when I was young. They would say to um, touch something near you and yeah. just kind of identify it, so you it kind of brings you back to yeah. your reality instead of in your feedback loop in your head. Cause that shit gets weird. I remember when I was young having, actually, I wonder if this is, oh man, I'm, this is about to get real trippy. For anyone out there that's high, I'm sorry. But if you ever had a really bad panic attack, you can have tunnel vision. But I wonder if that's because you're aware of your, aware of your Awareness. aware. That's, yeah, so yeah, it's like we talked about that on the podcast now. before. It, it, it's that feedback loop. Remember, we were talking about the the resonance of of your mental feedback loop, yes, and how that could really fuck you up. Like me and As were talking about that too. And I think even COVID put us into everybody's gonna have anxiety from from a, a an illness that we're not sure of because nobody's given us a lot of information. But then right. those who actually go through the illness and then have heard about like long-term effects or anything like that. Now you have extra anxiety on top of that where you feel like, oh, I got through it. Now I could I could fall back because I know I have antibodies and shit. But there's some people that are like, well, what else could happen? What are gonna be the truly long-term effect? And what's fucked up about even that is the same thing goes with those who have been vaccinated. And so it's like this, you you can't win so then it's that's, just causing massive, massive amounts of mental illness so again yeah. it goes back to what we were talking about earlier you can see all this for for that and be fearful of it but you won't know the answer until you take the risk until you just right. say all right fuck it i'm about to dive in it because life isn't forever and you could either live re regret or die knowing that you tried. Yeah. 
I mean, that, that is that is very true. There's a lot of, um, and you know, and it, it is interesting that there are people that that are cautious their whole lives. It's like, um, what was it? Was it uh, Ron White, that comedian? When he yeah, he was making a dude. joke about, he was making a joke about a guy that was like a fitness guru, and to show off his strength, he was gonna tie himself to a tree during a hurricane and he goes it's not that the wind is blowing it's what the wind is blowing exactly. you know where he was like he goes you can you can be healthy your whole life and get hit by a fucking van you exactly. know and it don't mean shit so but that's not a that's not a case for just letting go but there, it is interesting like think think about people that 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 swear upon like veganism or whatever, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm going to live, and like, but yeah, but then you have some old lady, like, in the middle of nowhere, she's like, I eat a steak every day, and drank 10 Dr. Peppers, and I'm 110, but then, then you ask her, what's the key to, oh, I just don't worry about nothing, it's probably that, (laughs) it's probably that, yeah, yeah, bars, or she's just, like, totally stress-free, She's like plucking them. And by the way, you probably would be stress free eating a steak and drinking some Dr. Pepper. Like, well, fuck it, I'm having even, a good time. Honestly, even what, what you and I do two days a week is the easiest way for us to relieve stress. It's to just expose everything. Oh, I do that. That's on your I mind. do that more than. Oh, you're meaning the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, nothing to. Nothing. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a good title. Nothing, nothing too. too. <laughs> Is it nothing too deep? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> giggity. Damn. By the way, wow. we got about got about three minutes just to be safe. Well, okay. I'm 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 good. I'm good. I think I'm done too. I feel spent. I I feel relieved. I don't feel spent. Like I have energy. Because okay. now we have a, I have a door, and yeah. I have less yes. noise, and all I have now is the noise of the street, and I could clean that up real quick. But I like the fact that I have just a room that has a door, that has space that I can say whatever I will, and it's beautiful. I'm about to make some beautiful music for the next few years. Beautiful. Yeah. So, you know what we gotta tell y'all out there? You know, y'all know what you gotta do. Drink steak. I mean, drink steak. Oh. Drink Dr. Pepper. I get mine liquidized. Uh, (laughs) eat Dr. Pepper, and uh, stay young. Stay young.